0: With a guy who has married him to this family, how does Paul reason with with Felix? Well, that's what we're going to look at. Let's consider Paul's three points of reason. Key point number one is this: It stands to reason that a life that has been devoted to sinful living will come to ruin. It stands to reason that a life that has been devoted to sinful living will come to ruin. Let's pick up verse twenty four and after some days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ now as he reasoned about righteousness there we have our first first key point now as he reasoned about righteousness well what does that mean well it means that he just, they just had conversations about righteousness and how how practical it is to have a life that chooses to do the right things um and it, you know so he's saying look if if you choose to live this life doesn't it make sense that you have a better life if you live a life of righteousness if you live a life that's devoted to a sinful living it, it it leads to ruin uh, so he's just reasoning with him he's just using some some common sense some good reasoning skills and saying let's just consider the subject of oh i don't know righteousness and and as they're talking about righteousness he's just making the point that you know, people who live a life of, of lies, you know, that they get tangled up in this web of lies, and then it just, ultimately, it just tangles them up and leads them to ruin. Uh, people who live a life of, of uh, corruption, eventually, it leads to their ruin. People who devote themselves to sinful things, it ultimately destroys them. And his whole point is that if you live a life that is devoted to righteousness, that what? Things go better so he's not he's, he's not just um you know he is he is ultimately pointing us to Christ and pointing Felix to Christ but he's also using reason and saying look doesn't it just make sense that when you do these bad things bad things happen when you do these good things good things tend to happen uh and so he reasoned with him just using logic talking about righteousness and now there's much to be said about righteousness but let's consider what paul Uh, tells us about righteousness in his own writing. Uh, Paul is going to tell us a lot of things. Uh, Consider uh, in the book of Romans, consider the book of uh, Galatians, consider some of the other books that that the apostle Paul has written. He has written so many things about righteousness, and it stands to reason that since he's actually already written some of these books, that Paul is going to actually use some of those passages uh, that he has already written and used those in talking uh, with Felix. Now, Doctor Carl Menninger, uh, he is uh, nineteen seventy three. Wrote a book. Wrote a book called "Whatever Became of Sin." The premise of his book is that the word "sin" has become largely eliminated from our culture's voc- vocabulary. Instead, it's been replaced with words like mistakes, weaknesses, inherited tendencies, or faults and errors. Yet, the word "sin." isn't just doing something wrong. It suggests that a holy God demands righteousness and our sin isn't just a mistake. It isn't just a weakness or a fault or an error, but rather it is actually rebellion against a holy God. So our lexicon as a culture is changing rapidly. We can see that even in our own uh, modern culture today that our, our our words are changing, and it is removing any language that is, is rooted within a Judeo-Christian worldview. So, it's interesting here because as, as we consider our own righteousness, the Bible tells us that our own righteousness is useless, and Christ offers us his righteousness in exchange for our own if you consider this exchange our righteousness in one hand and Christ's righteousness in another and he says I will give you mine and we and he gives it over to us and then we give him ours this exchange of righteousness so we then have the righteousness of Christ on our account and when Paul is talking with Felix as i mentioned he's already written second corinthians he's already written some of these books So we can be confident then that the Paul would have said things about sin and he would have said things about righteousness that he has already written about, that he's already uh, developed these rich uh, theological uh, uh, writings concerning these subjects. So he's already written the book of Romans. So it gives us a robust theological understanding of righteousness. Consider Romans 10.10. It says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I, I'm, I'm confident that verses like this would have made their way into the conversation that Paul would have had with Felix, partly because Paul has already written these very words. So Paul is, over the course of two years, is going to use these theological topics and use it with reason to discuss it with Felix. Now, Paul's second point of reason is this. Key point number two, it stands to reason that a life that demonstrates self-control is better at handling temptation. It stands to reason that a life that demonstrates self-control is better at handling temptation. Now, before we jump into the verse here, um, keep in mind, what is the Apostle Paul doing here? Why does he talk about uh, reasoning with righteousness? And then why is he reasoning now with, with self-control. Well, these are known challenges for Felix. Um, anybody who's standing back and watching Felix and watching his family and watching the way that he rules and watching uh, the things that he's doing knows that he is not living a life of righteousness, but rather living a life of self-indulgence and, uh, and pursuing a, 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 a life uh, that is filled with sinful decisions. And then at the same time, uh, he has very little self control. Uh, he just is, is very self indulgent. And then as a result, uh, the Apostle Paul comes along and is using reason to, to, sh- to share the gospel with him and shares about righteousness and shares about self control. So again, let's look at this passage again. It says, And after some days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control. Self-control was the second thing that they talked about. Now, keep in mind, righteousness helps us see the sin of our past and our need for Christ, while self-control helps us see the temptations of our present and our need for Christ. So we must do something about today's temptation. Now, Drusilla was actually Felix's third wife. She left her husband for Felix, and Felix was a political leader that didn't hesitate to lie, he didn't hesitate to murder, he didn't hesitate to get rid of his enemies, uh, to promote himself. Uh, Neither of them, uh, neither Drusilla nor Felix, neither of them knew self-control. They just lived lives completely uh, with self-indulgence. And Paul knew exactly how to present the gospel to Felix and Drusilla, uh, yet they were too absorbed, too self-absorbed to respond to that. So call it reason, call it just common sense, but a life that is nothing but self-indulgent and knows nothing of self-control will result in self-destruction. And that's what the Apostle Paul is pointing out to him. If you continue to do this, if this is the life that you're going to pursue, I want you to make make sure that you understand that a life that is self-indulgent and knows nothing of self-control will result in self-destruction. And then we have Paul's final point of reason, key point number three. It stands to reason that a life that considers consequences will be better prepared for the day of judgment. Let's look at our focal verse again. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, He sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Righteousness does what? Righteousness helps us see the sin of our past and our need for Christ. What is self-control? Self-control helps us see the temptations of our present and our need for Christ. And then considering consequences does what? It helps us see how our current decisions are impacting our future and therefore our need for Christ. So, how does Felix respond to all this? How does Felix respond when the apostle Paul reasons with him about these three things righteousness, self-control, and judgment? We find out in verses verses 25 through 27. Here's what it says. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid. And answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Festus succeeded Felix and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, Left Paul bound. And we come to the the end of the chapter. It's really a tragic ending to the chapter. Uh, We have a ruler who failed in his duty as governor. Uh, He had all the information that he needed uh, to make a decision about the Apostle Paul. And let me suggest this he had all the information that he needed to make a decision about Christ. But the lesson seems to be one of procrastination, he kept putting it off. He kept putting off his decision about Paul, and then what did he do about Christ? He kept putting off his decision about Christ. Over and over and over, uh, he procrastinated with Paul, and over and over and over, he procrastinated about making a decision for Christ. So the problem with procrastination is that it assumes that there's going to be a more convenient time. Verse 25, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Now, that's a great lie of Satan. Uh, It is a great lie of Satan that there's always going to be time uh, to make a decision. You can make this decision tomorrow, right? Uh, That's the lie of Satan. Uh, You've got time. Don't worry about it. You can make that decision at a later time. Felix trembled at the gospel. There was something about him, something about these conversations that Felix knew Uh, It made him tremble. He knew that the life he was living, he could look at his past and he could look and see the decisions that he's made. He could look at his present and he could see the self-indulgent life and he could look to the future and it made him tremble. Uh, But his trembling was not enough to change his mind. So it's possible to experience all of those things and even experience the conviction of sin and yet be without repentance. So what do we do with that? What do we do with this idea of of, uh, of procrastination when it comes to the gospel? Well, the best thing I can say is don't delay. So many people make the mistakes of thinking, well, one day I'll change. Well, one day I'll, I'll give my life to Christ. One day I'll do this. It's just not today. Well, Paul reasoned. That it isn't wise to live a life that never gives consideration to the consequences of our actions. And that leads me to one last thought. A more convenient time will never will never come than right now. Today is the day of salvation.